All right, Friday afternoon pod. Let's talk about Ben Simmons and why the whole thing is just BS. So first, the Embiid thing. Embiid just kind of just totally laying him under the bus. I mean, he just took a shovel and just smacked him. Um, this whole concept of Embiid working on threes to help Simmons is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Little do people realize the brass was treating him in, 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 in a certain way to keep him motivated. This happens with Biggs. Like Kim Olajuwon talks about how if he played back in the day, he would love to shoot threes. And Bede's threes are like the Sixers allowing him a little piece of candy as long as he has a healthy helping of vegetables, i.e. playing in the low post. It's not to adapt the game of Simmons. Embiid wants to shoot threes. The, the, the opposing teams want Embiid shooting threes. This has got nothing to do with Simmons. All right? Embiid acting like he's shooting threes to help Simmons is, is absolutely absurd. And he adapted his game. It doesn't help Simmons at all. It doesn't really space the floor. If you're shooting 34% from three, you're not spacing. You're helping the defense. Okay? Like, it's just such a silly comment. And it looks like Simmons is going to hold out. So I just wanted to talk through what the potential possibilities there were. So like the like most likely scenario is this is going to involve this is going to be a three team uh, deal scenario, right? Um, where you're basically going to have to find a team who's got assets, and I'm going to predict it right. Those assets probably go to Washington, and Bradley Beal goes to the Sixers. That's the only three way component that makes sense to me. There could be a couple direct moves. There could be a way where I, I see you know Brandon Ingram as a dark horse. C.J. McCollum is another dark horse. Those two, if things don't work, start out perfectly near the Portland and New Orleans, they they make some changes. But it's highly likely it's going to be Simmons goes to a team, assets go to Washington. Washington realizes, you know, do we want to get the 10th seed again? Let's move Beal. He's going to be a pending free agent. Even if you, like, you want to keep him, do you really want to keep him for, for the amount that he's going to warrant? And it's going to slowly become a deteriorating asset. Like, you're not going anywhere. you got to rebuild. So let's dissect those teams. Who are the teams that have assets that can use Simmons but can move them in a three-way? So I'm going, to, I'm going to mention a couple. I think the Knicks are actually one. That would be uh, Rich Paul Dream. Where basically um, the trio of, you know, Mitchell Robinson, extended sign, R.J. Barrett, some combination of, of top and maybe quickly. And again, picks go to Washington. Now, Philly's going to have to supplement the, that youth with additional picks on there, and maybe they also send picks and Tyrese Maxey. And honestly, the Wizards get uh, a ridiculous um, you know, three-way deal there. Right? So that could be... That could be, that could be one move. Um, the other idea is Boston. Boston's got Marcus Smart... Robert Williams, Naismith, Lankford, Pritchard. There's a combination of that that could be moved. They would have to wait for Josh Richardson to allow him to be moved with that with that cap. Um, and if once they do, you know that there's a trade ramification that works out there. They have to wait till mid-December. So Philadelphia's going to have three dates to look at. So first, obviously, is the beginning of the year, and once the year starts, does the clock on seven start? Meaning, does the value start decreasing every tick, every game you play? You're not playing him. Is there a little more pressure there? The second date's going to be December 15th, roughly, which is 
when recently signed players can be moved. So that's going to help the other teams like Boston, maybe even the Knicks, they move some guys who now could be available. And then the third t- date is obviously the trade deadline. Or if you don't move him by then, then it's then it gets really funky. So he's probably going to get moved by the deadline. He's probably going to get moved even quicker. They have to assess those teams. So to me, Boston and New York could offer a, a very clean three-way. The direct moves, you got Ingram and, and McCollum. I think that, that's a plan B for Philly. If I'm Philly, I'm probably more hopeful there's a three-way that works. I'll probably wait until the deadline to try to get a three-way like that to at least ensure, I, I guess, someone like Bradley Beal on the roster. Now, beyond those teams, here's a couple of directs. We talked about Ingram. We talked about McCollum. You know, the problem is a lot of small market teams are going to be afraid to make a Simmons move. Now, he's, he's signed to a long-term deal, but Rich Paul clearly does not want him um, on such a long-term deal. That's that's the concern. So, or sorry, I just want him in a small market. So, if you're like Minnesota or Sacramento... Minnesota could probably offer, you know, Russell in, in a package. It's kind of weak. Uh, they're not going to, I don't think, I think it's a little risky, but if you're Minnesota, you, you, I think you need to take the risk. But regardless, Russell's not going to get it done, right? Um, does Russell and Edwards go into Washington? Again, same concept. Uh, I think Minnesota's going to rebuild or rebuild the right way this time now that Garrison's out. Uh, another team, Sacramento, who's been rumored as well. Sacramento doesn't want to move Fox, which, it, look, if you're going to move, get Simmons, you got to move Fox. They're very similar. So that, that, that seems to move. But again, depending on how they start, they might get a little desperate. It's possible, but I don't think it's something they're going to do. So at the end of the day, I think those teams get cut out. Toronto, I think they want to rebuild. I think they, they get cut out in this deal. Toronto actually has a very underrated package that they could move. So they obviously have OG and Anobi. They have Fred Van Fleet. They have Pascal Siakam. And there's those players there. But again... If they don't really want to contend, I think they're going to want to rebuild. They could be a team, um, instead of Washington maybe, that gets the asset package and then sends two of Siaco, Van Fleet, OG, and Anopi to Philly. That's an interesting idea, actually. Might not be the most perfect fit, but I think it kind of works. Um, and outside of them, you're really looking at, you know teams where it's not the best fit. There's some awkwardness. The other flip on is who needs to do the Simmons deal? Like who, who really needs to really do something? So I think it's the teams that are unwilling to rebuild. They're in that second round tier that could use this sort of random uptick and be competitive. So the teams that I kind of highlight, look, I don't think the Knicks are there yet. I think they got to figure out things. I think the Celtics are there. They're, they're deep enough to do something. Um, but again, Danny Ainge is not their GM anymore. So he was a risk taker. He would probably be someone who would do it. I don't think Stevens in year in the full year one takes on that kind of risk. Indiana was already ruined uh, in a Simmons deal. They were offering Brogdon. I think a Brogdon and TJ Ward for Simmons deal is kind of fair at this stage. But again, having said that, Pritchard, the GM, <coughs> sounded like he was infatuated with Warren. Um, and also Warren's going to have to play pretty well in the beginning of the year to or at least play like he did in the bubble to warrant that kind of value in a deal. But I like Indiana as a possibility. I think Indiana would be really smart to do it. Um, if you've-